0: In a world filled with movies, comedies, dramas, thrillers, and action-packed adventures, only one podcast dives deep into the magnificent titles found on HBO Max, and only one man can host such a show. Me! Well, hello, everyone out there, all my dinosaur and Laura Dern enthusiasts. Um, If you identify with either of those two things, you've come to the absolute right place because here on the HBO Max Movie Club with me, Matt Rogers, I am Matt Rogers, right? I'm looking to uh, my producer. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. With me, Matt Rogers, we are going to be talking about both of those things as you've stumbled upon the episode of this podcast that's going to explore the film Jurassic Park in parentheses 1993. Um, here's the deal though. I just want to pull back the curtain. Um, like any good magician, I think any good magician should sort of show you how the trick was done afterwards. I think that's only fair. Spread the wealth, you know, let the gifts move forward. I like pay pay it forward as it were. When I signed on to do this podcast, the HBO max movie club, uh, they said to me, you'll be covering films that come out on the platform. And I said, I'm going to stop you right there. I will not do horror movies. I won't do it. They make me anxious. They make me very scared. I have a physical reaction to them that is painful. My body wretches when I watch scary films. And they said, sister, we hear you. Ethan Fixell, he told me, sister, I hear you. Go to the credits to find out who he is exactly and what his role is and why he's important in the creation, sort of a godlike figure in this podcast. And I said, thank you, sis. And then they said to me, we'd like you to do the film Malignant, which is James Wan's new film in which a woman is tortured by a demon in her own home. And I said, no. And no is a full sentence. Um, I learned that because Elizabeth Olsen said it in interviews about WandaVision when she was asked what her favorite lesson she ever learned from her sisters was, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. She said, I learned that no is a full sentence and I wrote it down. And so I'm saying it right now. I said to them, I'm not doing Malignant. There's absolutely no way. And they said, sister, we hear you. They said, pick another film. I said, let me look on HBO Max and see what you guys have. Lo and behold, they have Jurassic Park, which I will say this. This is the scariest movie I will watch. This is the scariest thing I'll put myself through. Because even though you sort of think of Jurassic Park as like, oh, not scary. You know, it's like it's like fun. It's like from the 90s. It's like fun dinosaurs running around. And like there's a scene with the T-Rex, but like we've seen it. No. This is a scary horror film. This is a horror film where dinosaurs are jumping out. You don't remember. If it's been a while since you've seen Jurassic Park... A little synopsis for the film. So the film is set on the fictional island of Isla Nublar, which is located off Central America's Pacific coast near Costa Rica. So it's, you know, sort of a desolate island. There, wealthy businessman John Hammond, played by Sir Richard Attenborough, and a team of genetic scientists have created a wildlife park of de-extinct dinosaurs. So they basically rebirthed the ladies to wreak havoc on the island. So that guests can come pay park admission to see the girls in modern day life. When industrial sabotage, hate that, leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, never good, a small group of visitors and Hammond's grandchildren oy, 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 struggle to survive and escape the perilous island. Gotta say, Whenever there's like a lack of security and a full breakdown in a dinosaur park, you never want kids around. Because kids are slow. They're slow. The kids in this movie don't get it. He says, plain as day, if you move around, the T-Rex is going to see you. These kids are moving around. These kids are crawling all over the damn place. You know, Hammond's grandchildren, you know, they have a private school education. You know, you know, you know, that like they were privileged kids. There's no reason for them to be this dumb. But maybe, you know what? Maybe that's a comment. Maybe that's actually a comment on the fact that, you know, you can put these kids in fancy schools. Dumb is dumb. Dumb is going to be dumb. Ultimately, guess what? Your little cushy upbringing is not going to save you from a raptor, though they do live, spoiler alert. They probably don't deserve to. I wish these kids had died in the movie. Anyway, Malignant streams on September 10th. The kids should have died. <laughs> if it was re- if, if this was movie was real, okay? If, you, here's what I'm saying. You go to all the trouble to make the dinosaurs look real. We're, we're giving you a grounded film. Kill the kids. That scene in the kitchen where the raptor was coming for the kids? I don't know about all that. Made me scared of kitchens. You're not talking to someone who's good in the kitchen to begin with. So now I just have an excuse. There could be raptors in there. I don't want to go in there. I don't want to make myself food or my family food, my close friends' food. There's going to be raptors in the kitchen. Good excuse. And write that one down. But anyway, this movie is, it holds up. And I have a theory as to why it holds up. I think it holds up because we have a mix here of practical. Audio animatronic dinosaurs that actually look imposing and scary in the world and clever CGI. And this was a film that sort of revolutionized special effects, I think, for that reason. I was very tickled to find out. And this is how you know Steven Spielberg, the director of the film, is a true genius. And he he didn't forget what he learned in Jaws because you don't need to show the dinosaurs throughout the movie in every single scene to have a good dinosaur movie, as it were. This is a true fact. There is only 15 minutes of dinosaur footage in this film. They're only on screen for 15 minutes, nine of which are audio-animatronic dinosaurs, and they actually built a life-sized T-Rex, okay, for this film and to terrorize the girls. And by the girls, I mean Laura Dern, Sam Neill, you know, the iconic Jeff Goldblum, who, by the way, I met one time, and he performed a fake lobotomy on me. And it was one of the most erotic moments of my life. I think that man would fuck a chair. But anyway, I digress. The T-Rex is like just insane in this movie. But there's a clever mix of CGI and audio animatronic dinosaur here, which is like Really, you, it's very seamless. You really can't tell what's what. But back to my point, there's not a lot of dinosaur in this movie. A lot of it is built in the tension, the where are they, when, when are they going to pop out of it all? Sort of the list, lessons that he learned in Jaws about Jaws not having to be on screen every minute of every day while watching the movie. And I think that's actually something that movies nowadays lose. It feels like, you know, when you go to see a film and it's like oh it's good. there's going to be dinosaurs in it you know it's they're kind of doing the most to say the least like there's dinosaurs all over the screen or there's like you know the killers all over the screen be spare pull it back that's all i'm saying this movie was a success and made 912 million dollars at the box office initially and in re-releases since then it's actually gone on to make 1.034 billion dollars and get this you would think a movie like this had a huge budget $63 million. Not crazy. Not insane. So this movie did the damn thing in terms of returns at the box office, which really is Steven Spielberg's whole thing, you know, I would say. But basically, if you're living under a rock and you don't know why this movie hit with audiences so hard, we talked about this in the Speed episode and, you know, in the, the twister of it all, about how the 90s were, like, really a special effects time. This was one of the revolutionary films when it came to special effects so this is 1993 it comes out no one had ever really seen anything like this but spielberg was the one to sort of turn it out as they say so basically at this time this movie comes out and other directors who had sort of been sitting on their projects decide i'm actually going to go for it i'm actually going to do my thing so if this movie doesn't exist george lucas never sees this he never tries to reboot star wars which you know actually is that good for the world or bad for the world that that ended up happening I'm not going to get into it. I'm just saying, did we need Attack of the Clones? I don't know. There's a good meme that you can pull from Attack of the Clones which is um Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman sitting in the field. You guys know the meme? My engineer is nodding yes. My producer is not nodding. Anyway, that was a good that's a really good meme. So I guess Attack of the Clones is good for the memes. But regardless, uh Peter Jackson when he sees this movie, he's like, "Okay, maybe I'm going to do Lord of the Rings." So this really kind of showed the dolls, the other directors, what they could do in terms of special effects, was based on a novel. The novel was written by Michael Crichton, who also went on to create ER, also responsible for Westworld, referenced in my episode about Reminiscence. Have you guys watched Reminiscence? Yes? No? Maybe. Try it out. Maybe. Can't force you to do anything, but, you know, I get it. So basically, what we've got here is an adaptation of the book that terrified audiences... And inspired other directors. It's also important for another reason. Laura Dern. So this is sort of the birth of Laura Dern as gay icon in a mainstream sense. We see her wear her salmon button down and sort of dig through the poop of a triceratops. And, you know, a gay icon is born. Never not committed. The way she runs away from a raptor with a limp. I mean, that's just iconic behavior. This movie booked her Enlightened, then in turn, Enlightened booked her Big Little Lies, and in Big Little Lies booked her the hearts of gay fans everywhere. Let's talk about Sam Neill quickly. Here's the thing about Sam Neill. Definitely an intense screen presence, but are we attracted to him? No. Do we need to be? No. I think we just need to be sort of listening to him, and whenever he barks an order at us, we know we need to go. This sort of attraction of it all. Here's the thing. When I was little, I thought, oh, you know, that Jeff Goldblum is goofy. But now I'm watching the film last night with my guest. And um, I noticed that Jeff Goldblum is a sex icon in this movie. and He's a sex icon in this movie. And the way he sort of was draped across uh, a table with his chest exposed, I said, this is a special effect in and of itself. Certainly working on me. Jurassic Park of 1993, it spawned two sequels, the Julianne Moore vehicle, The Lost World Jurassic Park, and the Tayo Leone vehicle, Jurassic Park 3. Huge for both of them. And famously, we've got a recent reboot, Jurassic World, which is a Bryce Dallas Howard vehicle, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, another Bryce Dallas Howard vehicle. This is sort of how I quantify all these things, is um, who is the female actress in them and how are they doing in it? The answer to all of these questions is great. They're all doing great. All the ladies are doing really well. There is a scene in Jurassic World where Bryce Dallas Howard outruns a T-Rex in like a nude heel. You know, we don't give Bryce Dallas Howard the credit, but I digress. We are talking about Jurassic Park today, truly the film that not only inspired this many sequels, but also a whole bunch of theme parks in its own right. If you've never been to Universal Studios Hollywood, Orlando, or ones across the globe, you gotta go do the Jurassic Park River Adventure or the Jurassic World ride. I mean, these dinosaurs are truly in the flesh. All right, so get this. um, Roar, as it were, um, because the girls are absolutely roaring and scroaring because (laughs) we have a friend here who's going to talk about Jurassic Park with me. Recently named one of Just for Laughs Montreal's new faces of stand-up comedy. Okay, prestigious? Maybe, maybe so. Uh, Also hosting the weekly stand-up show Juicy at The Q in New York. My co-creator of the show Game Show, which, you know, we do it live and you can watch it on Roku. Sorry, HBO Max. Gotta give Roku a plug because it is where you can watch my show Game Show with my guest today, whose name is Dave Mazzoni. Hi, Dave. Hey, Matt. Remember last night when we got very high and watched
1: Jurassic Park? I remember it like it was yesterday. Because it was, Cause very it was. much so.
0: Um, not as far, not as much of the distance past as the Jurassic era. <laughs> hey. Hey, a
1: little, little, little wow. dinosaur humor there. Yeah, we watched it last night. It was it was great. Did you like it? I had fun. Had
0: you seen it before?
1: <laughs> um, yes, I had seen it before. Um, I think in like little clips because there are certain scenes that uh, I remembered instantly. Yes, but then a lot scenes. I forgot.
0: Well, then I, my favorite part of it was about 15 minutes in when you said we have to pause it, explain what's happening. <laughs> because this is sort of, this is one of those movies where it's like, you Think it's gonna be a dinosaur theme park go, but there is a lot of you know, plot, math. honey.
1: They give you science. Yeah, there's science. they want you to know how this happened, like yeah. the mosquito of it all, mm-hmm. and like all of the layers of people who are invested in the park's like infrastructure. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I would like you at this time to explain the plot to the audience. No, <laughs> please, as best you can.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So one thing you guys have to know about me is I don't know anyone's names ever. I don't remember <laughs> actors' names, people's names. Names. I just forget names almost instantly. That's Can-
0: why you're here on the HBO Max Movie Club podcast. On this episode, Jurassic Park, sponsored by Malignant, streaming September 10th. <laughs> uh,
1: did you just cast a spell? Yeah. That so <laughs> fast. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Well, so here's what I believe the beginning to be. There's a massive park. It's going to be really fun. And um, there are two, like, paleontologists. They have little brushes. They love to dust. They're obsessed with it. Yes. Um, And (laughs) basically, like, their biggest dream is to meet real dinosaurs, which obviously, like, that would be the only dream for a paleontologist. And they get the opportunity to come and work at this park that's owned by this rich guy. Uh And um, the rich guy is, like, kind of, like, floozy with, like, how well the, like, scientists are, like, maintaining the DNA like he's with it. Yeah, he's just kind of like uh, doesn't really give a fuck, and it seems to be like um, not a concern of his. He only cares about money and yeah. white suits uh, and
0: hats. Uh, honey, I, this is a comment on capitalism. I said it before; I'll say it again.
1: I said, "Wow, look at them! Look at them doing this!" Yes. It's 1993. So let's
0: just stop right here. So the people that are obsessed with digging up the dinosaurs with their little brushes—that was um, Sam Neill and, and Laura Dern. Laura Dern, and of course, we know we know Laura Dern. Yeah, you say you don't know the names of actors, but we remember Laura. I Dern I know
1: women. Women stick. Yeah. Men. Don't don't stick for me. I've
0: been saying it on every episode of this podcast. I consider this Jurassic Park a Laura Dern vehicle. Oh yeah. And the sequel, the The Lost World Jurassic Park, is a Julianne Moore vehicle. And then Jurassic Park <laughs> 3 is a Tay Leone vehicle. And all the Jurassic Worlds are Bryce Dallas Howard vehicles. I don't care really. And did you know what I loved is that this is actually a girl boss movie because every dinosaur is a girl.
1: Um, Yeah, and they also figured out how to fuck each other, which was a really fun thing I did not remember. Well, here's the thing about that. So they take the DNA from the mosquito
0: that sucked the blood of the dinosaur and Mm -hmm. got caught in the amber as I go (laughs) cross-eyed. And they put in some frog DNA. Mm -hmm. Now, no scientist, who apparently are supposed to be smart, Okay, B.D. Wong is in this movie. He's supposed to play an incredibly smart scientist. He didn't remember that amphibians can change their sex if they're in a same-sex
1: environment. Was that explained to the movie, or did you yes, just know that? Yes, or were you just high on marijuana, the drug? Oh, I was certainly not paying attention for that. Here's the deal. I, I don't caught think... the frog thing, though. Just, so they I were, said that aloud.
0: Yes, they were mostly frogs, and then later on in the movie, they find the eggs, and they're like, but I thought they were all girls. And and the, the, the Sam Neill, who is sort of the instructor in the movie, and the one we're supposed to like be like, oh, he knows his shit he says well here's the deal when you're a frog you actually can change your sex in a same-sex environment so that you can keep procreating as Dr. Ian Malcolm played by Jeff Goldblum says life finds a way
1: yeah he said that very ominously in a way that I was like I know this is going to come back so I'm going to check out and let it just hit me over the face when it does yeah
0: and so later on they find dinosaur eggs and in effect life has found a way
1: Yeah, they do a lot of that. Like, they plant just a hundred things, and then they bring them all back again, which... That's scripting. That is scripting. But I guess my main... You're such an asshole. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Are you high now? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm delusional from a 49-minute cab ride. Yeah,
0: it took 49 minutes for Dave to get here, but here's the thing. We're here now, and this movie was actually two hours and six minutes.
1: It was. I, I thought that it went by in 2 hours and 6 minutes I felt every single moment.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing, like this in, in movies in 1993, you could have like a lot of plot in the beginning. I feel like movies now you get right into it. Now it's like the blockbusters are like Fast Fit 14, Fast and the Furious where it's like, you know, the movie starts and it's like a car riding off a cliff into the ocean and becomes a submarine and like, no, it's you know, Michelle Rodriguez is driving it because the Fast and the Furious movies are Michelle Rodriguez vehicles to me.
1: And inside of a vehicle.
0: Right. And so so like very much hey, sis. Hey. Um, so basically like meanwhile this Jurassic Park we sort of see a cartoon um, that explains the whole plot mm-hmm. and then we really know the science of it by the time it gets going
1: yeah which I'm like I could know less science however it's awesome that they have all of it there so that you don't have to ask any stupid questions right and also the suspense of it all. I mean, when that when that T Rex came out, when that's the scene I remember that like sticks with me. This like Spielberg moment, still scary, like, still scary. Mm-hmm. When it's chasing Jeff Goldblum and he's in the back of the of the jeep, and also when they're in the jeep and the kids are getting like absolutely attacked and giving some of the best scream acting I have ever seen. They're really
0: screaming. Did you know that? So the girl Ariana Richards, who plays the girl, mm-hmm. her only line in the audition was they asked her to scream. Really? Yes, they said, "Could you scream?" She uh, screamed, and then they said, "You booked." She nailed it. She killed it. You know who also auditioned? Christina Ricci. And didn't scream good enough. Didn't scream. Didn't
1: book. Enough. Well, she found a way.
0: Life finds a way. Careers find a way. Talent finds a way. Oh but she God. obviously I'm didn't start scream more. I mean, literally, on your next thing that you audition for, just go in there and scream, and they'll be like, "What the fuck was that?" And you'll be like, "Well, it worked for Oriana <laughs> Richards in Jurassic Park," and they're gonna be like, "Get out of here." They'll be here. like, "Security." <laughs> They're gonna be like, security. Speaking of security, um, not good enough at this park. What oh no.
1: Flop. No, everything had a glitch.
0: Everything had a glitch and a half. It was sort of like, okay, so what? So so no one did anything at this park? Samuel L. Jackson is typing on the computer, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, well everything that's wrong is wrong.
1: Yeah. He's just ripping six, just being like, Yeah, and there's no way to fix it. Nobody's doing anything. Just like all all knowing that like it was we were in imminent doom. But I did like that they were like dropping like little pieces of information. Like they were like, the raptors are testing the gates. Yes, they test a different spot every time. They're very intelligent. They're,
0: oh, you, yeah, we were told several times that the raptors are smarter than any of us could ever be. I feel that we would die immediately in this. Do you uh, think that it, like if, if if they took out Laura Dern and Sam Neill and put us in there, the audience would be like, I can't wait to see them die.
1: I mean I, I, they deserve to die When, when they like walk up th- When they're walking into the park in the helicopter And they're seeing like this whole world And they're like wow I would be like turn this thing yeah. around. Actually we were saying the helicopter ride alone We would have not even gotten into this I helicopter just was saying, I was like
0: I would you could not pay me To get in the helicopter for how low it was flying No
1: it was flying like in between all these trees and shit It was giving Avatar um, It was giving not something I would be comfortable doing And
0: then they were like oh yeah you should put your seatbelts on now It's like bitch my seatbelt would have been on from go I know. That's Lots how of- you know it was the early 90s when people were laissez faire about seatbelts.
1: I know. We hadn't had all these accidents. <laughs> very, very laissez faire about seatbelts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so um, what I'm saying is if you hear tomorrow that actually you can go to a theme park where there's dinosaurs, are you going or are you sort of agreeing with Dr. Ian Malcolm portrayed by Jeff Goldblum here and you find that the it is not right to bring dinosaurs back into a world because nature chose them for extinction once and that was right and just and they don't belong
1: here? I'm curious. I would want... <laughs> I would want to go I'm curious I'm curious The dinosaurs are alive again For realsies Yeah I'm, In my mind I'm like Are they plant eaters Those seemed really nice mm-hmm. I like the herbivores but I don't want to do any of the T-Rexing. And also, like, now that I've watched this movie, I know so much about the science. I'm going to ask them, Did they breed? is there frog DNA? Mm-hmm. If there's frog DNA, I'll probably stay away. Also, where is this park?
0: So it's it's on Isla Nublar off the coast of Costa Rica. And you asked me last night, where did they film it? They actually filmed it on a Hawaiian island called Kauai. Oh. Yeah. And did you know that during production, there was a hurricane and the hurricane fucked up the set. And Samuel L. Jackson was supposed to have a long scene where he gets chased by raptors and killed, but they had to cut the scene because, because he got destroyed. the set was destroyed. Oh and so God. Samuel L. Jackson did not get his moment.
1: Oh, you know, it was funny. I was looking through like the IMDb of everyone that did it and I was like, wow, Samuel L. Jackson didn't get a very big part in this film. I was like surprised that he did just to be in like the control room. Like, Well, Beanie he wasn't Wong.
0: always Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, this was a year before Pulp Fiction when he became sort of household name Samuel L. Jackson. I guess that's true. This was probably his biggest credit as to as, as up to this point. Mm-hmm. Ripping cigs in the control room being like, well, we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. Yo, FYI, I know I work here and probably live here year round, but <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was his purpose, was to say, I don't. I mean, he's great at doing that, though. He's
0: so good at being like, I don't I'm know. tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> There's glitches in this park. I don't know about
1: this. You people are crazy. I guess I would go to a real life dinosaur theme park if it was like plant eating dinosaurs and also if it was nice.
0: Yeah, if it was like nice weather. They had food. And they had like good food. Like there was the restaurant. That's the thing is, it's like when they said dinosaur theme park resort, I was like, let's see the movie. Then I get there. I, they get on one ride and it breaks down and the dinosaurs come. I'm like, I want to see the restaurant. I, mean, I want to see the pool. Right.
1: What's the what is the merch giving? Like, do we have a what's beach club? What's the merch giving?
0: Kind of, like, what what coffee mugs am I on? Am I getting like a dinosaur on a coffee mug? Right. Like, What's the deal? Think also, about like a
1: lazy flume like through sort of like uh, pterodactyls like yes. like a part of an aviary like that would be really fun. That
0: would a lazy flume ride through an aviary would be so good. Like for me, it's just like this became so much about them getting chased by T Rexes and not about like what are the rooms. There like, right? You know I mean, are they competitors? I want a, I want a daiquiri in the <laughs> suite. Yeah. I, want, I want a nice view Of like You know A triceratops Like a hundred yards away mm-hmm. And then like We sort of sit in And like watch Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> yeah. I'm, We're staying in tonight And watching Real Housewives of Potomac While Inside of go, this
1: dinosaur world
0: Yeah Because Because like It's not about that It's about relaxation Yeah I That's what I
1: want On my vacation I get that from my mother I, You know I go away And it doesn't really matter Where I am If there's a Zara And like you know A quiet hotel room I'm happy yeah. I want to find my peace That's what I liked About Jurassic World Because there was a Margaret Margaritaville. You
0: know what I mean? Like literally there's a scene in Jurassic World where there's like a zoom shot of flying into the island. And I swear to God, (laughs) there's like a Margaritaville. (laughs) And like I was like, that's where I want to go. I want to post up Order a cheeseburger in Paradise and have like, I don't know, maybe like Keith Urban come drop in and do a few
1: songs. (laughs) Do people know on this podcast that you are like half Margaritaville? (laughs) Well, they should know
0: that I'm culturally half Margaritaville. So basically, my mother is Greek and my dad is Margaritaville. He's a parrot head. And so basically, like whenever we do go to Universal or whenever I am in an American city that has a Margaritaville, I am there like getting a. Oh, the chicken tenders
1: slap like no other. They slap. Also,
0: the Conk fritters? Yeah. Okay,
1: see, now that's how you really know. Conk fritters. The conk fritters. And
0: this is what I'm saying. Like, when I go to Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, the theme park resort, if I'm flying all the way there, like, what is the deal with the conk fritters? Like, Do they have them?
1: Are they gluten-free? Uh, uh, that's Can a good they question. Be? I, I agree. I, I think I need to know more. I want less science and I want more amenities. Yes, I
0: want, I want. I want to sort of get into like what, like what's the clientele? Like you know, what I mean? what's the nightclub? I mean, like what is the twenty one plus atmosphere like? Like I
1: agree, we could have had a fun club scene with like Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern. Like imagine if they like went to the club one night, like mm-hmm. went wild, like had a good time.
0: Yeah, I want to see them. Like I want a love story. The scene in Black Swan where Mila Kuna says to Natalie Portman, "You've never rolled," and gives her <laughs> Molly, and then they roll and they have a lesbian a f- sex. I. Want want more of that in the movie. I want like to leave the dinosaurs behind and like we see them go to like the dinosaur themed nightclub. Maybe there's like a raptor behind a glass pane while we all listen to like, I turn to you. <laughs> like, Mel C. That's that. I don't that know why place? that's like like a flower the sun. The sun. like any club. Wow. Music. That's her solo song. Yeah, that's her solo song. Yeah, I know. But that. I want that playing while like Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern like roll together and I want to see them like, you know, get, yeah, where's get it on. the passion? At where's vacation? the romance?
1: They were just running from dinosaurs
0: Want to know a real thing? What? So you know that scene where Jeff Goldblum flirts with um, Laura Dern and he's like... um Life finds a way He's doing mm-hmm. his whole Jeff Goldblum thing and mm-hmm. hitting on her They really dated after the movie for two years He's a hot motherfucker that,
1: And that's the thing Like yeah. in his
0: all black ensemble You saw his look and you were like he's actually in a cute look That
1: is a cute outfit yeah. It was like the button down black shirt, gold chain, tight jeans And yeah. like he's kind of giving like this 80s mullet that's coming back it's,
0: You know what it is It's like wanting to be a mullet But also it knows not to go mullet Because that era is over Right. This is like Uncle Billy Jesse. Ray Cyrus Yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe yes. Uncle Jesse meets like, I don't know, someone like a little bit like dirtier.
0: Yeah. Like if Uncle Jesse actually walked the walk and was a bad bitch. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Uncle Jesse like, ultimately is full house. He's yeah, corny.
1: He's suburban, just yeah. like boring, motorcycle, cool. That's your identity. No. Do you know about life? Yeah, do you know about life a finding way? a way? Once <laughs> you
0: figure out how life finds a way, then come talk to me. Uncle I wanted to Jesse. find I want
1: to find my life with him. Honey. I also just can't, can't help but think of Apartments.com whenever I see him. I think of the ads. Oh,
0: yeah, he does do Apartments.com.
1: They're on every single show I ever watch. It's always him. Yeah, well, he makes coin. I mean, and it all started with Jurassic
0: Park. So now we come to a segment in the podcast, which I call, um. But How Is It a Queer Narrative? So this is the part of the podcast where I, um over a techno beat, list the ways in which... The film I'm discussing is a queer narrative. We are on this podcast discussing Jurassic Park, the film, because I refused to do the episode they asked me to do about the movie Malignant because I don't watch scary movies. But if you do watch scary movies out there, you can stream Malignant on HBO Max for a limited time and see it in theaters starting September 10th. I just would never dream of doing that. I won't do it, despite this being my job. I
1: will say this is consistent. Matt hates scary movies. Can't do it. No desire to watch them. Hates them. Dude, were you surprised that I was even able to make it through this? Yeah, I I mean, well, it's blood, like, and or is it like um, human? There's not crimes. a lot of blood like, when it's fantasy and it's like dinosaurs or aliens. You're not oh, scared. You mean like what scares what me is like genre? the grounded. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I,
0: I don't like like grounded horror right. or like real horror that's trying really hard. And I don't like jump scares, which this movie does have a few of them, but mm-hmm. not like it's like
1: whatever. No, they they. They get you hard first
0: They get you hard first And they, then They warm you up Like you yeah, know it's lot, coming Yeah exactly There's like, a lot of
1: like ah, No Yeah ah. Rustling in the bushes Rustling in the bushes It's like what's gonna be Behind the bush They're
0: fluffing you a lot Yeah It's, yeah.
1: it's part of the, this era of movies These blockbusters Like it's fun I yeah. had fun yeah. I would have If I was a straight boy And I was 13 I was definitely like Clutching 100%. my girlfriend Being like
0: Ooh Ooh clutching my girlfriend mm-hmm. Her name's a... like
1: Katie Or something
0: Well you're taking this Into a straight narrative And this is This is the segment Why it's right, this Oh, drop the beat Okay, here we go Laura Dern being in it Not afraid to go elbow deep in poop Deaf Goldblum Exposing chest Every dinosaur
1: is a girl boss
0: <laughs> Not wanting to have kids <laughs>
1: White hats what? White hats. Denim on denim. Looks put together. Two different denims. Embracing the color salmon. <laughs> I would say that there's also a trans narrative here, in which is like. Women becoming men, and like the gender binary yes. of dinosaurs, like not really mattering, and like
0: a hundred percent
1: persevering, like an exciting trans narrative here.
0: Yes, exciting trans narrative with the frog amphibious DNA. I guess in. we're
1: learning like amphibians are, are trans icons in yes. and of themselves as a species.
0: Absolutely,
1: Was, like so far ahead of humans <laughs> as far as like we now. could
0: learn a lot from amphibians. They said the binary of mm-hmm. gender it doesn't exist, girl. Mm-mm. They said anyone could lay an egg.
1: Mm-mm. They said. <laughs>
0: No. wow Cut. anyone
1: can lay an egg
0: <laughs> um rule of culture anyway um no but so th- this movie was queer in many ways probably ultimately because Laura Dern was in it I thought that she was great I don't think that the little girl is gonna grow up to be as iconic as Laura Dern
1: Mm-mm. does she do any- has she done anything who is she no and do
0: you know she She's was gonna- upset because they didn't make an action figure of her character she was the only she was
1: erased she was erased well. That's what you get when you scream and you sign the papers. Yeah. I mean, you ask sign the for paper. A little more. Yeah. Ask for more. She Demand what you're worth. She was good at screaming, though. I got to say that when she they were. She was an excellent screamer. When they were underneath the Jeep and she was covered in mud. I mean, that was gross. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, like, t- just to act that would be, would make me scream. I'd I
1: like... I was impressed. Also, can we talk about how it rains every day at this park? Yeah, constantly. And I think it's because, well, they're probably hi- trying to hide like the wires that are plugging in these animatronic dinosaurs.
0: Oh, maybe.
1: It's plugged into an outlet. They got to cover it. That's true. But yeah, it is. Co- inclement weather constantly. I don't know. I would have chosen a better, perhaps a better location. Well, they
0: said, the, the Hammond goes at one point, I should have built in an Orlando. And I was like, yeah, you should have. Mm. Where all the good shit happens.
1: Yeah, and then they could have just like wheeled them over to the park and just like built a theme park probably a lot quicker. They had to fly them from Costa Rica. That sucks. Or no, you said Hawaii, right? Kauai? Kauai.
0: Alright, so now we're gonna play a game. Uh, this is called What Dinosaur Is This Girl? Okay. Um, girl. Th- what Dinosaur Is This Girl? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so because they are all girls, but also we're phrasing it like, what dinosaur is this, comma, girl, like mm-hmm. like to you. So basically, um, Engineer Matt Stillo is going to play a dinosaur sound, and you're going to have to tell me, because of your expansive knowledge, uh, because of your Very sober viewing Of the film last night
1: Which I do know a lot about dinosaurs depicted? We talked about this Yeah you are a dinosaur Kind of girl uh, As a child I had books Some of the few books I've ever read in my life Have been about dinosaurs um, I'm excited I'm gonna do my best What about them? Um, like, you Okay here's one thing That I do remember Triceratops This is the one That was very sick In the film Laura yeah. Dern Like affectionately shows Like her love For these animals And like her heart She just wears her heart On her sleeve and, She's like, like
0: I want to stay with her I want to stay with her
1: Yeah And um, yeah So that's a Triceratops They have the, the two horns I learned that When uh, the Triceratops um, I think Three horns right Oh yeah Well the tri- two large horns And then the one horn I guess on their nose Right so three right, So that's three horns okay, Triceratops correct. Yep um, but anyway, I learned that when the raptors would come, they would all get in a circle and put the babies in the middle and stick their horns out, all of them in a circle to like protect. Yes. And I remember reading that and being like, they're so smart. Now, how the hell did they know that? I don't know. This is, this
0: is a guess. Oh, you mean
1: how do scientists like, know Like, how do the scientists know that? No fucking clue, but I took it as absolute fact. It was like in two of the books that I read, I remember being like, that's my favorite dinosaur. They are thinkers. They work as a team. Um, and, collaborators and, Yeah they're collaborators yeah. It was very much Very much that But I have no idea How they know it Maybe they all died In a circle one day I
0: think it's all a guess I think that they're looking At the triceratops And they're like Hmm this probably Is what they did Yeah Like it's, it's all fiction Fantasy Jackson I agree
1: it's, it's giving religion But I want to believe
0: you want to believe and so also you know what else is not necessarily real any of the sounds we're about to hear <laughs> these were not the sounds of of dinosaurs because we can never know no no but we in have terms to. of how Steven Spielberg got these sounds together they we're gonna go through five and you're gonna tell me what creature is making these sounds okay, okay so Matt Still, are you ready for sound number one let's do it <laughs> Now this is all one. That was one dinosaur, one breed of dinosaur.
1: Okay. That to me sounds like the little chirpings in the beginning were giving me like that little raptor with like the frilly thing around its neck. So um,
0: no, you're talking about the Dilophosaurus. This is you actually almost you did too much because it was the raptor. Okay, it was a raptor. It was a raptor. So these raptors that with that uh, 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 like I don't really know
1: what how that's inspired. It sounds very seagullish to me. It's giving seagull. I, I felt smaller to me. It didn't feel like like it wasn't giving the resonance of like one of the larger animals. So um,
0: raptors, you know, they're not very big. They're just sort of like very quick and they'll kill you. They're like the villains of the film.
1: I do know this about raptors. Yeah,
0: 100%. Okay, so one wrong. So make the eh, sound bad. Oh, no. All right, so he's All doing right. bad so far. Let's play the next one.
1: Okay. I'm really listening. I just you know.
0: know. He's holding both of the cans. Like I've never seen him this focused in his gay life. <laughs> All right, so this is sort of, you know, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the, it's Triceratops? Yes. Oh, my God. One right. Correct. So this is the scene where the girl is
1: sick as hell and Laura Dern's like, I need to stay with her. And he, she calls her baby a lot. She's I, like,
0: hi, baby. Hi,
1: baby. Um, and, yeah. And also this one's like one of the, obviously, because I was constantly trying to figure out whether it was CGI or it was an animatronic and this was clearly an animatronic.
0: And animatronic. I mean, this is a practical effect. I mean, Laura Dern was really there with the girl and it really was baby in that moment. I know. So one wrong, one right, doing sort of good, sort also, of bad. Also, didn't she
1: cry? She like, looked she did it in and cry. 100%. She gave so much.
0: Laura Dern was performing this. It, th- she was carrying down, as they
1: say It was, it she was re- very When she looked
0: up at those those, those, those tall guys with the big necks <laughs> Those girls, I the brachiosauruses I, I really had to respect her acting
1: I know Her craft And you know, she's just like, uh, the, like the prep that she had to do to get neck. She's not. You know, she's not looking at any She just, just has to take herself there And I just want to know, as an actor What she was using to take herself there As she looked at it She him. probably was looking at a little piece of tape Yeah,
0: right. That's That's what I. That's the thing too. Is it's like that girl was looking at tape. Just know that when whenever you watch Laura Dern acting in this movie, she's acting with absolutely nothing until she got to that Triceratops scene. And also, the T-Rex was a real audio animatronic, which is sick. Yeah, the fact that it was really that big. Mm -hmm. I saw pictures from the set. Crazy. Anyway, um, Dave is doing sort of good, sort of bad. We're gonna go. We're gonna listen to another one. Here we go.
1: The original doll The icon The uh, the the, the, legend The star of the film The star of the film That's the T-Rex That's the Beyonce The Beyonce of the park
0: The Beyonce Knowles of the park Just like ladies
1: Yes Kawaii (laughs) (laughs) Kawaii Uh, Are you ready to see me eat a jeep? Yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: Literally (laughs) Literally though If Jurassic Park Booked Beyonce to do the opening like, that's how they would get all gays there. Absolutely. If she did a Coachella-type performance at the opening of Jurassic Park, she'd be like, Jurassic Park.
1: It'd be like, you guys have to come to Jurassic Park. We got, we're got we going for the whole weekend. We literally yeah. booked a room. Beyonce's going to be there. Yeah. They have—the <laughs> raptors are all female again. They figured that out. We got to go. Yeah. They're doing corn dogs. She And
0: you know Beyonce would—right before, like, one plus one, she'd do a speech about how honored she is that all the dinosaurs are female.
1: I want to thank— Say, after, the after Single the Ladies
0: and before One Plus One I like, guess it's like dum, 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 dum. She's like it's a special night Because <laughs> we got female dinosaurs here <laughs> so, okay, she, Dave has got two out of three correct uh-huh. Let's hear this next one See if this can keep going
1: See, you know an herbivore right away when you hear her kind of singing in that way. They give peace. They give kind of more of a whale noise overall. You know an herbivore right away when you hear her singing Honey, in that And Honey, girl. And,
0: and, and what's, what's the, what are you saying?
1: I'm saying this is the one with the long neck. This is like a brontosaurus, I think, because... Brachiosaurus. She, brachio. We're okay. going to give it to him. I've never heard brachio. For me, it was See, always brontosaurus.
0: And it, we can say, checking in with Matt Stillo, engineer, it is a brachiosaurus.
1: It is actually a Brachiosaurus, which is the long necked dinosaur. But I've been confused, too. And I blame this film because there is a scene in the film where the little kid confuses the two of them.
0: Those are I mean, uh, Brachiosaurus.
1: Huh. Right. Well, the, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to call some people on this. We'll call Laura. We'll call Laura. Laura, girl.
0: Laura. Um, you did research for them, clearly. <laughs> well, you you were looking at a piece of tape. Were you looking at a Brachiosaurus or a Brontosaurus that said tape? And she'll have a clear answer. But Brachiosaurus <laughs> is, is the correct answer. And we are going to accept the one with All the right. long neck. long neck. The one with the long neck. You remember. You know the title. Okay, so you technically won the game, but we do have to do one more, which is this creature. Go ahead. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs>
1: Um, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Good for me. Four out of five. All right. I feel good with that. I feel really good with that. You got an 80%. That's good. That's that's a B. I'm a B student. And A A students are like, it's too much. Girl, you're doing too much. I don't know. I
0: I feel like I always strive to be an A student. And I'm sure that like all the characters in this film were A students. That's how they got to be where they are so that they were entrusted. You don't
1: earn your little brush without being an A student. No.
0: And I also said, we were saying like, where are, the, are they still digging for dinosaurs to this day? Oh, yeah. And if so, where? And I said, what if we were walking on Fifth Avenue and we are just like, hmm, what's this? Ooh. A dinosaur. Uh, Get my little brush. Like, where Where are they finding them? Like, in the
1: deserts? Like, I, literally. I imagine a lot of it comes when they're looking for oil. Like, when are you digging that deep? You're like, looking for Like, are people, oil.
0: like, Matt, are you looking this up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just sent you something. In the two
0: centuries since the first dinosaur borns were identified in England, nearly 11,000 dinosaur fossils have been unearthed worldwide, notably in East Asia and Southern South America.
1: Hmm. Also, it looks like there are active dig sites in
0: both Dakotas, Wyoming, and Montana as well. Very interesting. Already. well, HBO, uh, let's go. HBO, pay for it. Just the way you've paid for this episode to happen with Dave Mazzoni on it so we can sort of talk about Jurassic
1: Park. It made me miss that era of going to the movies. It made me feel like Laura Dern, like I, I understood like- that Her people, origins. People saw her and were like, this woman is a star. Yeah. Um. And so I love that. Yeah. I love going, I don't know so many classic films like that. So it's so great to see somebody who I know as like Renata. <laughs> like, yeah. of course, many other films, but like Re- Renata most recently, whatever's most recent usually is what comes to the top of mind. But like seeing her in this role, I'm like, she's an icon. She's always yeah.
0: Well, and I guess what we really have to thank Jurassic Park for is really like reinventing how special effects were created, and also really giving us Renata.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it was so awesome that this movie was made so that one day we could have Renata could play Renata. Right. And you can stream
0: both seasons of Big Little Lies on
1: HBO Max. Oh yeah, I recommend it.
0: And with that. Um, Thank you, Dave (laughs) Mazzoni, for being here so that we could talk about this film. Yeah. And remember that Malignant is streaming on September 10th on HBO Max. You can also watch it in theaters for a limited time. And, um, you know, Godspeed if you want to do that. Do you have (laughs) anything you want to say to them to sort of impart any wisdom?
1: I want to say that a triceratops has three horns. Yes, clarify. Um, I want to clarify that. It would be
0: humiliating for you, a dinosaur expert, if you didn't know that.
1: It's embarrassing to me. Um, And I also want to say that um, weed is a hell of a drug.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio hosted by me, Matt Rogers. It's executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced by Camila Salazar, researched by Steve Griffin, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed HBO Max Movie Club, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. And if you love movies, follow us on social media at HBO Max Movies.
1: Malignant is available in theaters and on HBO Max in the U.S. only for 31 days from theatrical release. And you can watch Jurassic Park, The Lost World Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park 3 on HBO via HBO Max until January 31st, 2023. Reminiscence is in theaters and on HBO Max, streaming only on the ad-free plan in the U.S. for a limited time.